Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for advanced film snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 421, the box office report for the week ending October 21st. I was just going to bust and be like, Halloween! No. Because that's what we're doing. I'm super excited. Oh, don't <laughs> blow your wad. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Think about baseball. Yeah. Keep Arthur naked on a cold day. Yeah, keep it. Well, that might work for you. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't judge you. Uh, yeah. Out loud. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. eating his Golden Girls Funko cereal over Is there. Is that real? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was totally fake. Oh, that's real. Oh. They're and not they, selling cereal. And they're all blue. One, can you imagine what that does to your poop? Uh, blue. Yeah. Yeah. And two, I think that makes total sense that cereal for the golden girls looks like a giant bowl of viagra <laughs> that's what you're gonna, i don't know blanche okay yeah betty white i just meant from betty an white a- still yeah betty white still <laughs> i just meant from an age standpoint that's fair. that's fair like you know i get it like I, at that point it's Mona. not it's not about needing help it's about <laughs> you're old you're, you, you need help you've got medical conditions <laughs> working against you that's true yeah <laughs> don't take it if you know you have an erection for over Four and a half hours. Yeah, like I'm not going to the doctor with that. I'm going to a party. <laughs> yeah, <we're right. laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, I'm. Guess I'm, what, baby? I'm going to Adult <laughs> Friend Finder. That's where I'm going. I got all the time in the world. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe Betty White's like 97, still, still kicking it. She, I mean, she's really approaching a hundred years. Are they old. all? Yeah. Are they all dead except for her? Yeah, yeah, she's, she's the only the, one. When did? Because I was wondering about that, but I'm like, yeah, she's 97. Like, it's not like she's, you know, 80 or whatever. Yeah, like, so Rue McClanahan died about, I think, about four years which ago. Which one was that? that that's, Blanche. that's Blanche. And then B. Arthur's, I think, has been dead for about 10 years. And on, and ironically, the first one to die was Estelle Getty, right. who plays Blanche's, or plays uh, B. B. Arthur's, Arthur's mother. Mom. Yeah, Mona, but, right? Is that, was that her name? I think so. Yeah, or maybe it, that's the mom from Who's the Boss. I think that's the mom from yeah, okay. Who's the Boss. Uh, but, uh, but Estelle Getty was... Uh, the youngest cast member. Oh, really? Yeah, she was the youngest cast member. They just made her up to look like an old lady. That's funny. Or an older was she lady. Stop my mom will shoot. Is that her? 
Uh, Stallone? I think it might have been. Okay. I've never seen it, but I that's think probably it for the best. Yeah, <laughs> that was Stallone being like, "I won't do action movies no more." Yeah, <laughs> like did Rhinestone <laughs> teach you nothing, <laughs> sir? <laughs> Rhinestone. Rhinestone. That's a thing. Yes. Yeah. Totally a thing. Yep. Yep. Uh, the only reason I Sylvester know is because Stallone being a country singer. Yeah. There it is. Look, look at that Stallone. Stop for my look mom. We'll look shoot. at, look yeah, at that right. sly looking slick. Stel Getty. Yeah. She's there with her revolver. Her dirty hairy revolver. That's right. That's right. It's like he did do that. He went on that weird tear where he was yeah. just like, I got to do comedies that are kind of action Well, it was movies. working for Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Oh, that's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Here he is. Yeah, yep. Kindergarten Cop and Twins. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so then Stallone did that, and he did Oscar. Yeah. He did, which I like Oscar. Like, I, yeah. it's Oscar's a fun John Landis movie. But now Stallone's 97 and doing action movies again. Kind of so. doing action movies. <laughs> it's weird. Like, they just posted that picture of him doing Rambo, and I didn't even realize they were making another Rambo. Oh, yeah. yeah. They've been kicking that like, around for a little bit. you can make one as good as that last one, I saw that last one. Up. I liked it. I was surprised. That last one was awesome. Yeah. I went and I looked at it, and it's like, I think it's like at 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. I that, didn't realize other people didn't because everyone I ever talked to was like, that was awesome. <laughs> but yeah. he turns that 50 caliber oh my gun God. and liquefies <laughs> that, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'll never forget. It was just crazy <laughs> seeing him do that, and especially at his age, and like it really worked. That I, is that is that pre Expendables or post Expendables? That was pre. Po- is it? I'm is almost in the first one. Positive. Okay, I'll look it pre- up. Okay. Yeah, look it up. But I'm because pretty like sure it was that pre. that was the the resurgence of action star Stallone. Yeah. Did they do like Rocky Six, Rocky, so Balboa, Rocky Balboa, and then they did the Rambo? Yes. One. Yeah. So Rambo was 2008. And then Rocky Six was probably two thousand six or six seven. or seven. Let's see here. I'm I'm pulling up Stallone's filmography here. Known for Rocky, that's surprising. Oh, that's oh, good yeah, to know. Yeah, good to. <laughs> we don't. Well, I would think of him as Lords of Flatbush. Wow, what is that? <laughs> I don't even know what Lords of Flatbush. Oh, that's is. the porn he did, was it? Wasn't it? No, Lords oh. of Flatbush was like it. It, it wasn't was, flat. This was the seventies. <laughs> yeah, There's nothing flat about it. <laughs> it was permed. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was about these group of like this gang of greasers in the 50s oh. and it's like him and and it's famous because it's i mean I, I think it's actually a fairly decent film and uh and it it kind of i think is what gave him just enough juice to get rocky to get made rocky. but but also a- and also in that movie playing a 50s era greaser was henry winkler pre-happy days ah yeah. he oh. took a mess he didn't get paid for i mean he's gotten paid for rocky since then but Initially, they were just like, no. Well, because they wanted the script. He wrote the script. Right. And they wanted the script, but they didn't want him. They wanted Burt Reynolds they, or I mean, Burt, I mean, they wanted Burt Reynolds for everything at that Superman. point in time. They Han wanted, Solo. Yeah, they, yeah, they wanted him for Han Solo. They, I mean, that was just, you know, the name. Everybody's right. like, what about Burt Reynolds? But, uh, but yeah, they wanted somebody, a name to make the movie because they loved the script. And, like, nope. and, they, and they went to him and they were basically like, you know, I'm making up numbers, but it was basically like 50 grand. Or it, something. it was basically like, we'll give you like $200,000 <laughs> for your script or you can star in it and we'll give you like a dollar fifty. He was like, I'll take the dollar. And he 50. was like, I'll take the dollar fifty. As long as he can get his dog back that he had to sell. <laughs> That's, That's right. all I wanted. <laughs> and but, he did. And he did. Yeah. yeah. He got it back. Thanks, but, I think didn't the guy want like ten thousand dollars or something? Yeah. I feel yeah. like the guy. Yeah. He jacked pulled the a price. really <laughs> jerk move to get his pet back. Like, yeah. But uh, Rocky Balboa was 2006, but Rambo was 2008, two years before The Expendables. Okay. So Rambo did kickstart the, oh, I can do action 
I, I think I can get think, away with this. Yeah, I think yeah. Rocky was the one where he's just like, oh, I might still have a little bit left. But I in mean, me. Rocky is like, I mean, Rambo was him no, machine totally, gunning yeah. people, and then he's like, okay, the Expendables. <laughs> yeah. All my friends can come do this with me. Well, you know? It's easier to believe an old guy can shoot a gun than it is for an old guy to box. That's true, yeah. especially when he gets in there like with like the heavyweight champ. Yeah, who was yeah. Like a, you know, at twenty. Yeah, something at and, some point, no matter how good you are, it's just. Right. Physically, like you're that's why I'm really glad in Creed they were just like, mm, no, no Dolph Lundgren bo- boxing. I, 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 I want in Creed too. I want like, Dolph Lundgren to kill Rocky. No, like, a, I, like I a little want, like uh, like out Oli- of the, I want like a lot street five, a little street fight. Yes, yeah. between Dolph and five and is awful, except for that last scene. But the street fight at the end is pretty awesome. Touch me, I'll suit. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's some that point, was not. I know, I know. We've yeah. we've discussed this yeah, thoroughly. This Thank has you. Been thoroughly, <laughs> that is that's that's that thing in the comic <laughs> books where you put a, an asterisk at the bottom. We go back to see, episode, see yeah. episode. Yeah. So um, I mean, but at some point, Stallone is going to not be able to do these movies anymore. And it's like, well, what if he just had Drago kill Rocky, just like he ah, killed he Apollo? Kill like, Rocky. well, I mean, he's gonna if they want to keep making these movies, eventually. Well, I mean, he's just the coach at this point. I mean, those he, movies, those are could, Michael B. Jordan's movies. He's just. There is like, but the, when he's the, just gone, I'm saying, how is he going to? I mean, at some point, he cannot do it, or will not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I, just I wouldn't put it past them doing it because it it's a good bookend. Yeah. But I also think that like if they were going to do that, I think like the third Creed movie was the place would yeah. be the place to do it. Yeah, yeah. probably. He has I to think two's Clubber, a little Clubber Lang. Well, he's in three. I, I feel like Michael B. Jordan would need like two of these under his belt. No pun intended. That's what they did. I mean, they did that with. Yeah. With Creed, with yeah. Apollo. I mean, Apollo didn't die until four. Yeah, when, but even then, that's different because it's, it's still it's franchise. Rocky's franchise. Yeah, true. And then Mickey but died in Mickey died two in three. Mickey died in three. Yeah, he died at the beginning of three. Right, right, right. Yeah, but yeah, I, I um, I'm interested to see it, but it's it's not. Uh, oh, bring it on! Oh wait, Rocky or Bell or. Uh, well, the one I haven't been able to Creed, see yet, Creed two, Creed two, Creed two, Creed two yes. or, or Rambo. Yeah, it's just without without with a different director. I'm just wondering, uh, you know, Marvel snatched that dude up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was just like, "How much do you want done?" Because yeah. that that was Ryan Coogler, right? Oh yeah, uh-huh. and so yeah. it's it's like you know, without him returning, I mean, it's luckily it's Michael B. Did Jordan. He, but did Stallone write Creed? Or did not Co- that I did know. Coogler I don't write, think I so. Yeah, not that I, I know. know. But right. anyway, it'll be interesting to see if this one works. Then I think, you know, without Coogler, if this one works, then I think they can do whatever they want, Stallone aside. I mean, that character in those movies, I agree. But it's like, yeah, give it, let's see if the sequel without Coogler, who is a great yeah, director, obviously, the, see if see if it holds driving together. Driving force behind that yeah. first one. I'm surprised Stallone isn't directing it. I'm kind, honestly, I'm, you know. What's the last thing he directed? Uh, Rocky Balboa. <laughs> I think that is. The Did last he direct one. that? I think so. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up his Expen- directing now because he didn't geez. do the Expendables. That was the that was Simon West. So let's see. He has nine directing credits: The Expendables, 2010. Okay. Rambo, 2008, and then Rocky Balboa. He did. Yeah. Rocky Four. Oh no wonder it's so good. That's right. Hearts well, he did Rocky. Well, he did Rocky Two. He did Rocky Two and, and three, three, didn't he? Yeah. Oh my God! So John G. Alton just he, did one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that he they only... Weren't gonna, they weren't going to let him write, yeah. direct, and star I didn't realize that movie. he just only... But I... Like, I knew he did a couple, but geez, I didn't yeah. realize that he did that was two, his, that three, was, And don't four. forget, he directed Staying Alive, the Saturday the, Night the Fever sequel. sequel. Yes, that's right. Yes, which I, is just awful. Is it? Is Travolta in that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Travolta looking like Rambo. Yeah, <laughs> he's no. got Yeah, right, right. 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 At, on IMDb, the main picture for staying alive <laughs> is Travolta looking just like Rambo. Like what he's a in weird. Sloan's like, no, now hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. This will work. Yeah. It so, worked for me before. You know, you know, it's Stallone in '83. You know, so you know he was like coked out of his mind. <laughs> he's coked out of his mind, and he's like. All this dancing stuff is kind of for the queers. <laughs> you need a headband. <laughs> and go to the jungle. Yeah. Uh, it's. I just read an article about, I guess the director of Street Fighter was talking about how much cocaine um, Van Damme was doing on set. And what? It was like I didn't read this. $10,000 cocaine habit. <laughs> When he was, I had no idea. Yeah, First of all, I never even heard about Jean Claude Van Damme doing drugs. Oh my god! Really? Yes. I never heard about that. Wow. He like towards the end there, you could, yeah. yeah. Well, you Stallone know, on the set when he was go- coming back from filming the last Rambo movie, he, he got arrested for HGH. Yes, and yeah. if you look at Rambo, you look at him, Which, you're like, no, yeah, I totally believe. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, he was, yeah, he was still smuggling that from Canada I or think somewhere. Even he was his wife was like, you need to stop. Well, yeah, this that's is a, unnatural. I, I, when around when that happened, like, and he was still making these expendable movies, I'm like, he's getting older. Like, that stuff takes a toll on your body. Like, yeah, yeah you get buff, but like most of those people, think about the wrestlers. Like, you die young because mm-hmm. your body is just pushing yeah. itself. And like, I'm I'm amazed, honestly, that Stallone is still alive, just with how much at an older age stuff. Even they, he posts like workout videos every. Yeah, he's in his gym. I like, I like when Lord. he did the push-up challenge and he could do like seven half push-ups. <laughs> I mean, it was for a good cause. Sorry, not turning around, but he's like, he's like, you know. I'm doing the push-up challenge. I think he's like, he's like, all right. That was, I think that was like a Ken didn't count them or whatever. And I'm like, you did like seven and you're supposed to do 20. I I I did them so fast you didn't even see it. Yeah. (laughs) Still eight more than I can do. (laughs) Seven. Yeah. Seven is eight more than I can do. I will say like your muscles can look how they want to look. But his joints at this clearly, point, yeah, like, yeah, that's. Yeah. I'm sure the half push up is as far as he could go without his elbows and shoulders snapping. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like they're very quick and you know very like I'm not gonna go to, like a lot of people <laughs> do the not all the way down, but his were like. <laughs> like they were you know it's like, uh, the, it's like the Muhammad Ali thing where the kids like you know put your hand up and he's like did you feel it. And, you know, Bali <laughs> doesn't move. Right. right. Like, I move so fast you didn't even see it. Yeah. That's <laughs> cool. So last, connecting the uh, Street Fighter thing, since you mentioned that, yeah. I read an article talking about Raul Julia. Yeah. And he, you know, he was sick and dying. Very that was his last sick. movie. Yeah. He decided to do that because he's like, it's a video game movie and kids will watch it. Like, that's super cool that he was <laughs> dying of cancer. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to take this Street Fighter role, you know, as my last role because, like, kids will really enjoy it. I'm going to slide across the floor like a goober. Yeah. I it's, think that's, that's how Orson Welles went out. That's true. Yeah, sliding across the floor. <laughs> no, in a kids movie. Oh, it is. What was that? The Transformers. He, he was right? a voice that was in his trans- last. I'm pretty sure that was his last. Okay. I think that was his last film like role, and yeah. I think his last on screen appearance. I think was the Muppet movie. Gotcha. Really? Yeah, I mean, I know, I know that he was. He's Unicron, the guy who si- yeah signs yeah. the con- they signs the big Hollywood contract. Yeah, that's right. He's that's in it for right. like two seconds. They go to his office and yeah, like, yeah he's a real quick appearance. He was like, I gotta go to sleep. And that movie was all cameos. Like it was. It's great. wonderful. Like, yeah, you get Steve Martin, Bob Hope, you get everybody. Mel Brooks. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Mel Brooks isn't that? Isn't yeah. He? Apparently, there was something released in 1987 called Someone to Love, and he's on the cover of it. And Transformers is 86. So, I don't know. I've so never close. heard of that movie. Yeah, yeah there might be a reason. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea, but yeah, I, I knew. I knew it was late, and we. I just saw Transformers in theaters, which was they really cool. I brought Ryan. Yeah, yeah, I brought Ryan to see it, and I mean, I love even that though movie. They say, even though they say the S word, you took your kid to that filth. Unbelievable. What's Kevin? the S word? They say in that in the Transformers yeah. cartoon. Yeah. 
That was such a big deal. It was a huge it was like deal. to see a cartoon where they said that. Yeah. I bought. Sp- I, I think Spike yells it when like the trans the Decepticons are coming or something. I was surprised too because <laughs> I just didn't remember it. I'm yeah. like, oh, that was weird. Yeah, that's so. That's in the new cut. The you had to. I remember going like my first Comic Con. I say Comic Con, but it was like in a VFW hall. Yeah, right. and I bought an oh, they went first big. comics convention. Is yeah, what you're saying. right. Yeah, <laughs> before they went big time. Exactly. Uh, and I bought a VHS copy of the unrated Transformers movie, and that's we were just like, they said, oh, I'm sure that was officially licensed. Oh, too, totally. Right? Yeah, absolutely. That vendor yeah. got paid, got all the no penalties paid. Oh, and everything. Yeah. Okay. You've been to old. Have you, <sighs> have you ever been to those old shows where it's just Dude, like I've been to the new ones, oh. and every time I scratch my head and go, "How do they give this this person a booth?" Like, I, I mean, there's no way. Dude, that, I, I remember going to the old ones, yep. and like they would sell anything, and there was a guy selling had VHS dubs of Tracy Lord's films, yep, and not the legal ones. Nope. And I'm like, what? um, I'm not sure. Yeah, this is pr- it's be. child porn. That's why. Yeah. That's why you can't I mean, find them. Yeah. Yikes. Because she lied. Yes. About her age. That's why now they X-ray everyone's arrested before they <laughs> yeah, let them make right. an adult film. Got to make sure. Yeah. Can't you know? <laughs> what? What? No, they don't do that. I didn't get that. Well, your wrists aren't fully formed, and so oh. it's a way to tell uh, how old you are. Like if, like if you, if you're. 15 and you're saying yeah. you're eight you're saying you're 18 or 19 like if they x-ray your wrist it'll look different wasn't she 16 oh. yeah i think she started when she was 16, maybe 15. maybe 15 and she made a ton and yeah. i think there's only what one or two i she made I, after the age yeah of 18. there are there are not many yeah that are well, out this there. is super disturbing so we well, should introduce but, ourselves but it's, well, in all, in all <laughs> fairness it's not like she was pushed into the industry like she went on her own and lied. Oh yeah, about no, her. Yeah. I just the thought just on paper, I was like, this is not. I'm sure those guys are like, I'm not going to get charged, am I? I yeah. thought she was 18. Oh no. That's again, again, weird. it's the 70s, and they're just like, yeah, whatever. It's the Rob Lowe defense. Y- yeah, right. I was in a bar. I assume she was 21. I, I think had that's... a case just like that. Yeah, and the judge was just like, yeah, that sucks. Here's your jail sentence. Really? Yeah. He oh. didn't have a choice. Like, yeah. I mean, they, they the guy pled guilty. Like, I didn't have it. Like, it's the law. He pled guilty to a certain crime that didn't give him the option of probation. Right. And just like, I still, I still, I, I don't know. Do? We may have even talked about this before, which is weird on this show. And maybe it was, <laughs> maybe it was around this subject, but like, I don't get it. Like, if someone has a fake ID, let's say, or if the girl lies and says, I'm 18, you know, and let's say she's a year or two, like, it's close, and it's like, okay, well, she says it. I think some I, of it's because the court doesn't want to get bogged down into this he said, she said. You know what I mean? That it's just yeah. like, really, Brock Turner? Here's. What? I mean, that's that's the thing where it's just like, I don't want to ruin this kid's life. No, I mean, I think, I, no, I was going the other way oh, of oh, like oh. saying like, we're not going to get caught up in this, but she but she lied about her age. No, she didn't lie about her age. The, what you. they can prove is she's not 18 and uh, you did it, right. so you're in trouble for that's, it. Yeah, yeah like uh, in that case, like obviously like the Brock Turner, that guy's trash. Like obviously all that stuff's terrible. I just is mean, that the look, dumpster guy? The guy that outside, yeah. like she was Drunk, I Passed think so. Out, yeah. like, behind a dumpster, yeah. yes. the dumpster guy. Yes. They didn't want to ruin his life. Yeah, so they, and yeah, now they're ridiculous. well. Now I think that judge got kicked off the bench. That oh, gave I bet. Him. In this day and age, you can't. And be- then they're reopening that case. Oh, I believe, really? I believe that's what I. Yeah, yeah. I, that's in this although I I read a very interesting article about that and, uh, and saying how because that that judge, it was a profile of the the lady who kind of spearheaded getting that judge going after that judge. Yeah, and. And they were interviewing a lot of other people in the court system, and they're like, "That's they I mean they give you pretty strict guidelines that you're supposed to follow, and for charges they do, and and like that's 
like all the other judges were like, that's the same. It's scary because they're like, it's the same sentence I would have gave. Like on paper, that's what they yeah, tell uh, us to do. You can, I mean, obviously the cop talk. Uh, there are ranges of punishment depending yeah. on the crime. Like, and then and since he and since he didn't have a, any previous criminal history, like you're not you, like they, you know, they do what they would call like a pre-sentence investigation. I don't think they call it that anymore. That's what yeah. it used to be called. And they interview. They would have interviewed him, and they they would risk. They would assess his risk to reoffend, and then that person would say like, if you know, given given the information that we have. This is what we would recommend the sentence be. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, the judge will follow that recommendation unless something else pops up at the sentencing. Yeah. And it's, I'm, you know, he's a kid that screwed up and he's ruined his life and he ruined that girl's life. Yeah. Uh, but that's the, you know, if he has no history, his, his assessment would be very low risk. Right. Unfortunately. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a garbage that's system. A, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's one of those things where it's like, and, and I think times are changing, but it's like, yeah, those may be the guidelines, but those might be some really crappy guidelines. Oh, like, no, absolutely. But then if yeah. he goes outside of those guidelines, he can get in trouble. Yep. Yo, oh, yeah, no, yeah. I just, could, I'm saying, could. I'm saying I mean, change, time to change the guidelines. That's right. just a recommendation. Yeah. yeah. You're like, the state will have, the, this is what we think they should yeah. get. The defense will come with what they think he should get. The, the yeah. PSI will say that. Yeah, I was then, listening to Serial, and they said, they were talking about all the guidelines, and they're like, but they can go outside of that. Sure, but oh, yeah, a lot of times it, they follow it's them, not, but it's, it's just a recommendation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They can, the new season of Serial has been so much better than the last. It, it's yeah. surprisingly better. I, you know, so <laughs> real quick podcast talk. So <laughs> I had never listened to Serial until. Did you a, listen to the couple, first season? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I had never listened to Serial until a couple months ago, and you guys always talk about it. How it's so good. Like I literally just finished the first season maybe two months ago. It was really good. So it was excellent. And then I started listening to the second. And I'm like, not what? good. I'm like, what's this about? I'm yeah. like, I'm like, wait a minute. He did. Well, I'm like, I, I just didn't understand. I'm like, what are we debating here? Yeah. Or like, what? I'm like, they're the one where the guy goes AWOL. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm nice. like, I'm like, I really, it didn't seem like there was any evidence that he was trying to like go join anyone. I think he just was fed up. Like, I don't know. I was that like, I needed to like go join a cult. Like that's what made the I, second season better. I, I bailed after the second, second episode. episode. I was so bored. Really? Yep. I was uh, super I bored. Care. I finished it, and I thought it was interesting talking to the military people and his fellow. Like it was really interesting insight into those guys' minds, and the people were like, "Yeah, I don't know if we found him, we probably would have just killed him." Like Whoa. it's crazy because, but he went AWOL. And then for months, if not longer, made a bunch of people go like into enemy territory and risk their lives to, to find him. him. To find yeah. like, that's yeah. horrible. These yeah. guys are already over in Iraq fighting this war, and now they have to and go he, find this guy to walk away. He's making it more dangerous. Yeah, right? like yeah. I was like, and and I get it, you know. And they're saying stuff with emotions or whatever, and I, most of them probably would not have killed him. But they all like everyone kind of <laughs> said the know. same thing, or, or they would have turned a blind eye if someone else had. Yeah, right. Yeah, There's yeah. actually there was a good like serial knockoff. That was like um, uh, the black tapes, which was like a supernatural version of serial where this gal was investigating the Strand Institute mm. and he had all of these uh, like he would pay like a million dollars if anybody could prove that the paranormal was real and he would just constantly debunk mm. stories. So he has like, like the a amazing of, Randy, just like the amazing Randy. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, so she's like investigates. He has like all of these black tapes and he would invest. She would investigate each tape. But yeah. it was done in the in like the mode of serial. It gotcha. got a little bit like I'm reading off of a page. Yeah, but it was yeah. it was good. Yeah, true, really, true crime is like that's the hot thing. And oh man, and, it's so yeah. good in podcasting. You, when you do it right, yeah. and it's done well, it's I, good stuff. I, I really unless like you're investigating serial. Michael I, Myers, then you're not doing it right. Yeah. I like the format. And I, who's the host of Serial? Sarah. I can't think of her. Something. God. 
Yeah. Sarah yeah. Something. But but I really Sarah Koenig. Sarah, Sarah Koenig. Koenig. Yeah. I really like her cadence and, yeah. and just the way she she's very like her delivery she's is deliberate. Very, yeah. She's very. She's uh, unemotional without being monotone. Yes. Exactly. It's yeah. not monotone, but it's very. She's very like you know like clear re- on removed her, in a good way. Yeah. Like she's, very clear just, in her delivery. Yeah. Yeah. She reminds me of Joe Friday. Yeah. It's just the facts. And we'll give you a little bit of inflection. Jill we'll jo- Friday. Jill Friday, yeah. We'll joke around with like your producer a little bit. Yeah. And then we'll go like but yeah, yeah. I think she's she's a very good Yeah. Cause she when she gets into interviews and is talking to people, like she can really like she knows her stuff and she can really yeah. stick it to someone. Like I think it's in the interviews for the second one because she interviewed like the like a general or someone higher up on that uh, that military case. Yeah. For like four hours she talked to this guy or whatever. But she would but talk to you, Adnan. Like yeah. when she oh, yeah. you could yeah. tell she was like she wouldn't fall for his shtick right like she would put him on the spot she's yeah. like wait now wait a minute yeah this is what you're saying this I, is what I, we have proof of. i felt like she thought he was innocent but she also didn't necessarily think he was clean yeah you know that, what I mean? that so guy she, clearly knows how to twist the truth to oh, get what he wants yeah. like it's it's i mean he may be innocent or whatever we'll find out because i think they're reopening his case too yeah but it's like when you hear him talk and how he kind of changes mm-hmm. his story like he's a he's a fast talker he yeah. is he's someone that can make you believe yes and and do it in a way where you believe him because of there's, the way he there's too much shadiness going on yeah in his story to not something was going yeah. on but that but that was a fascinating fascinating that serial season one yeah was yep. amazing and i like her and then also who i like uh who has a very similar cadence and delivery is amy nicholson have you listened to her no she does um she does the show with paul Shear where they're going back and watching oh yeah, the yeah, AFI yeah. Top 100. okay then yeah is it un, unspooled? unspooled yeah yeah so it's that's amy nicholson and paul Shear. that's really good but she's also doing a halloween series all about Halloween like the movies yeah Shit. yeah and and she has been the holiday she has <laughs> interviews with uh Carpenter and with a bunch of I mean really you know high profile Add it people to the list um it, it's um geez I'm just blanking now but I think it's called like how it's called Halloween something just look up Amy Nicholson okay. but but she has a very similar cadence and delivery to where I'm like oh I, I liked her and I'm like wait a minute is this Sarah Koenig like when I first discovered yeah. her I'm like no okay it's someone else she's good she writes for um like a online publication she's a film critic too, okay so. I know the other big thing in podcast now is uh is f- fiction podcast and I'm just like congratulations you've you've reinvented old time radio oh, oh okay that's true yeah <laughs> there's a Wolverine one that got like some awards oh yeah I remember reading yeah. about that so. yeah that was wasn't that an earwolf uh, I, yeah, maybe. I thought that yeah. was an Earwolf pod. Yeah, the, there's a lot of those in like the Adventure Zone. There's a lot uh, of yeah. fictional you know, podcasts. While we're talking about podcasts, one of the things I hate when a podcast does is when they go 25 minutes without introducing <laughs> themselves. And so we have five seconds. Joe, go. This is Joe. Oh, me? <laughs> <laughs> this is Kevin. And this is Tom. We started before the 25-minute mark, so it's That's okay. That's true, yeah. It's okay. Nah. Kevin tried to drag his feet and screw it up. <laughs> But it uh, doesn't matter because yeah. we started before the 25 minutes. I remember mark. 10 minutes ago around Tracy Lord where I said, I think we better introduce ourselves. And somehow. Oh, I just thought you wanted to meet Tracy Lords, you perv. So <laughs> you know I don't blame you. Yeah. And she's like 70 well, now. She's, so yeah. Okay. I mean, there would she's, be not, she's not Nina Hartley. No, I know. She's probably what, like 42, 43. Yeah. 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 So Our, I, real quick question. Seriously, though, with the with the <laughs> ad- you're going to come at me was like, who's Nina Hartley? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. But Ooh. seriously, but but with the advent of the Internet and like I had said this before, like I have no idea who Tracy Lord is like. I just I had never heard of this whole thing, which is it's just a crazy story. But are there porn stars now? Because with the Internet, I uh, mean, are there actually still? I mean, there, I think <laughs> I, mean, I think if I say Sasha Gray, but that's that sounds- when she's out. She doesn't do porn anymore, though. 
Yeah, I just I don't know. I just I it's different. I feel like when you had the Playboy centerfolds, right. they were a big thing, and then they would do their movies and whatever. But it's like nowadays, is there? I a, don't know if there's like the crossover like megastar well because it's like it you know like jenna, jenna james yeah everyone and, knows but her. you got to go back to when people they were still coming those oversized vhs boxes sure, yeah. sure. i mean what the, the, yeah. how, do they, no. how do they package them <laughs> well, i don't know yeah i, I, I don't i don't <laughs> i don't think that there is like a a mega crossover well, star, who's the right? name i don't i don't know like, sasha gray is the one that's the really the but only you said one she's gone yeah she's out so obviously there's more than one person too i mean it's i like, think they're still out there but i don't think that they're I think in the same way, music acts don't tend to get as big. Yeah. Yeah. Be, you know. Because it used to be that crossover thing where, like, everyone knew the name Jenna Jameson. It's like right. they somehow can elevate beyond and into, like, celebrity. Yeah. But it's, sure. I'm thinking, it's been a long time. I have no idea who even would be the. It was celebrity with a lowercase c. Well, right. yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're on Snooki level, Kardashian, right. you know. I don't know. I feel, like, I feel like at least Jenna Jameson wasn't. I don't know. If you compare Snooki to Jenna Jameson. And it's, I guess I feel like she played that celebrity part smarter. Oh, well, where, no like one's she debate. wasn't. She was like she was. She was. I in bet the spotlight. you Snooki made more money. I, oh, guarantee, I, think I she guarantee she did, did too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. yeah, there's no debate. She's a trash person. But like, I just you know those reality stars. They had their minutes. Those Kardashians. Yeah. They've oh, had them. Their I don't more, know more. Than well, and minutes. I think we're the reality stars. There's oh. there's a porn. There's your porn star crossover. It's Kim Kardashian. Well, I guess. Well, I mean, that's what made her famous, yeah. but yeah. she Counts. wasn't really a porn but star. Most of those reality stars, I think, you know, they make their money from their social media channels. Yeah. They can charge and somebody like $10,000 like to put something on Instagram post. Yeah, or something. totally. Yeah. I, I was online the other day, and someone, I think, had retweeted something from Kim Kardashian, and it was like, check out this, uh, perf- not perfume, you know, some stupid little sales thing from an yeah. sto- online store, and I'm just like, yep. how much do you make it from saying, check out this? 50 grand yeah. right and there, you know bam. What? How many did they sell is my question. That's, I guarantee yeah. when Kim Kardashian says something and her 90 million followers or whatever, I bet you it's probably like one out of 10 goes and clicks that link, and I got to have it. She'd be like, yeah. go buy Superman comics, and like, they Nuts. sell none. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my well, you got to know your presence. demo. Yeah. yeah. So uh, shameless plugs, don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. It helps us tremendously. That's why we whore out for it every week. We have a review. Hey! hey. How about that? New Zoo review. Yes, we do. So uh, Coming right at you. <laughs> so this is from WooWoo43621. I love it. Oh. WooWooWoo. Uh, now wait, hold on. Which which show is this for? <laughs> it's for this one. I double checked. I double checked. Little inside baseball. Yeah. I edited that out. But yeah. There may have been a confusion on a previous episode. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, he's reading the he's reading the review. And we're just like, that's not for us. Yeah, I'm like, wait, why is it talking about Peloton? <laughs> so this one says, hate surprises. Listen to real spoilers. Now this one is up and live. You can see this one. And oh. I preface I preface that because of how the review starts. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> I love all these guys, but Tom is the best. <laughs> oh my oh God. come on. And Crystal. Was, no, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna kick yourself in the butt here as I get deeper into this review. So uh uh, he can always be counted on for really obscure, <laughs> obscure movie music random facts. The conversations these stellar podcasters have is truly exceptional, unless they start a tangent about wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> they, suck it. They recently did the math on how many listeners versus <laughs> reviews they had and came up lacking in reviews. Sadly, I realized I was part of the problem. I hadn't done my due diligence in posting my review. My deepest apologies. I found this podcast through Kevin. Oh. 
who was a special guest on Shat on TV's podcast. Awesome. For Game of Thrones. Nice. Excellent. Uh, they are a great group as well. I immediately subscribed and have listened uh, to all the archived episodes. Wait, that can't be true. <laughs> Sweet. That can't be true. That's, that's over 400 episodes. Are that's you, awesome. Are you bedridden? <laughs> What's going hey, on? No, no, we don't want her to pull the review. Like, let's, let's slow our roll here. Thank you very much for but your dedication. From a time standpoint. <laughs> hey, what did write us? What did you think of Joe's review of Man of Steel on episode one? Oh, man. <laughs> We'll get into that on the next episode. Maybe on the big episode 500, I can play some greatest hits. Oh, <laughs> like, God. if you listen nonstop, that's that's 17 and a half days. That's more than of half, podcasting. More than a, half a month. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, so that's a good lot. Good for you, buddy. So, thank you. So, thank you. Uh, anyway, I wait patiently each week for the box office report and the uh, spoiled movie of the week. These guys are so much fun, and I find myself answering questions and talking to my car stereo as if we were just all chatting together listen to this podcast just do it they are fabulous so thank you thank you so much thank you very much woo woo yes woo woo, woo, woo indeed that's what we're going See, we're saying woo woo in our heart there's a ref- wrestling reference right there that i'm gonna ma- that i could make but i won't because <laughs> be of their because we've already been talking for 30 <laughs> yeah, minutes true, yeah. so uh also don't forget you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash real spoilers we're you can join the League of Show Sharers. People who were kind enough to join this week. Librarian Cynthia, Griffin Foxsmith, Tammy Sherman Powers, Nick Scott, Aaron Marlowe, Ron Johnson, Brent Smith, Julianne Jordan, Chris Sanders, Travis Tewitt, Chris Magicman, Susan Carlson, Lane Levanway, Chris James, Jason Weesey. Uh, I had a name on there twice. It's screwed oh. up. Sorry. <laughs> Ralph Tribble. I'm like, I'm like, it's pronounced Jason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom Comiskey, Dustin at Nerds at Night Gaming, and Richard Lawson. So there's all of that. We will finally, at long last, turn our eyes to the box office. Kevin has his abacus at the ready. I do, Tom. And I, I have this thing dusted at the beginning of the episode, but somehow I have to dust it again. <laughs> yes. I don't know what happened there. Uh, but, uh, hey, it's an exciting day at the box office because the movie of the week is number one. And uh, right now we only have estimates, but it's a very big possibility that it could already take away Venom's record for yeah, October opening. Good. I am I am so crossing my fingers. I think that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And if it happens, and it's like because really that movie does not deserve to no. hold the record. If no. you had fun with it, whatever. But it's just like, come on, no. How did that movie break the record? But this would be fantastic if it does. Uh, it's very close right now. So Halloween is estimated to make $80.3 million. Holy guacamole. That's on a $10 million budget. That's so, nuts. Yeah, it's yes, awesome. Yes, it is. This, uh, and it's, but it's also like, why? They've, it's not like they haven't made a million of these movies. Like, why is all of a sudden this the one that resonates? It's I, Bloomhouse taking it on, who has made a name for themselves. And, and it looks, seriously, when I saw that first trailer, I saw the first trailer, I think, before I watched the first Halloween again. Uh, yeah. I, I think I saw it, and I'm like, whoa, like, this looks legit. Like, yeah. I mean, just from that first trailer, it seemed like they were really taking it seriously i think they like the idea of getting rid of the nine or eight movies in between like it, it's just i think a culmination of everything with the names and the yeah when you throw i mean you when you add carpenter back into the mix as not yeah. just a producer but it's as not, a creative not cons- just we we're legally obligated right. as a creative yeah. consultant carpenter and jamie lee curtis yeah and then a Bloomhouse stamp on it like that this it we'll get into this in the next episode i didn't realize that this was a universal thing this may open the door for Universal to be like, hey, you want to take these monsters too? Oh, Bloomhouse? Yeah. I mean, that he wants them. Yeah. He wants, he wants well, Friday sure the 13th, he does, yeah. and he wants the Universal monsters. This is the first 
high profile movie that Blumhouse has done and look how it opens. Oh, sure. This uh, is the property that's oh, yeah. already oh, existing. Sure, this sure, is the sure. first yeah, yeah, high yeah. profile that they've taken on. All the other stuff has been original yeah. stuff. It's yeah, their own. That's true. You know, Maybe they can make Michael Myers a universal monster. They could. I Why mean, not? He's a pretty famous one. Yeah, he's a big one. But I mean, I think he's earned it. I think he has it. Oh, point. I mean, he's yeah. just yeah, he's as iconic and prolific. Yeah, absolutely, of he's a, it's it's interesting when you look at like the there has there's you know the, you have the the traditional monsters, then you have the '80s monsters, and then they kind of go away. Like you have Ghostface. Like Ghostface has joined that group. Yeah. Um, but there aren't they, they? You can't name an iconic yeah, killer I'm, monster from the 2000s. But the, Saw. Okay. Yeah, Jigsaw that's fair. is that's probably fair. yeah, but it's like the fact that I could name it. That's true. Means yeah. it's yeah. iconic. Yeah, I, I don't. You know. Yeah, but really, the I mean, the Universal monsters. You know, they had gone away. You know, those were the classic ones. But really, it was like Freddy, Jason, Michael, Michael Myers, Chucky. Chucky, uh, that's true. You know, Leatherface. Leather well, but that's old. That's still kind of older. Though. Yeah. So Michael, so Michael Myers. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Myers is seventy. Very late seventies. Seventy-eight. And but uh, but then you get yeah, like Scream and and Jigsaw. But but the ones that have stood the test of time, it's like wow, like those. They keep doing the Michael Myers, the yep. Freddy. You know, with these reboots and sequels, and um, that's the thing though. Is we've talked about the how much money they would throw at these movies. Bam. Bumhouse yeah. special. That's All exactly of these it. movies began as low budget. Yep. Fair. Right. Yep. They all work. You don't. You don't need to throw eighty or a hundred million dollars a movie like this. It is pointless. It, there's there is yeah. no point whatsoever. Yeah. We've talked about it before. We say it all the time that it's like that's the thing with this horror resurgence is you don't need a budget on scary movies. It's atmospheric. Yeah. If you have a good score, someone that can work a camera and good performances. <laughs> I mean, those things don't cost. I, I think sometimes I like one. I think it works to the new Halloween's detriment that the picture is as crisp as it is. I don't disagree. I, I like that kind of little graininess, little and graininess. And you're not really sure, you know, like the advantage of that well, that's of that, a spoiler for the next episode. Well, I just, like the advantage of the first one is you. I, I, is that a spoiler? You can watch a trailer and see the pictures. Yeah, Chris. how clear it is. Oh, I just figured we'd get into yeah. The, the. No, yeah, but like yeah, in the in the original one, and, when you watch it, it's if you watch it. I, I mean, I saw it on VHS or you know low def, you know yeah. two forty screen res- resolution or whatever. <laughs> like just you're not. Yeah, there sure. were just three pixels, <laughs> right, yeah. three giant. Did blocks. you watch right. yours on a green and black monochrome screen? Yeah. I did. My mine, my TV was you know as a kid was broken, so like in the corners was green and red. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you had to like, move your head back and forth real quick right, to blend yeah. the colors yeah. together. <laughs> but like you, you didn't. You knew he was there. But you couldn't see him. You know what I mean? And this one, you know where he is. And we'll get into that as yeah. we go forward. Sounds good. So anyway, uh, yeah, 80 plus million dollars on a $10 million budget. Very fascinating how we've talked about Blumhouse. And usually their budget is right around these days. Five million is a really decent budget <laughs> for Blumhouse. They gave it an extra five. <laughs> they gave this movie 10. Like, so they take on one of the most iconic horror franchises in history and they give it a 10 million which is big for Blumhouse right which is crazy because it's only 10 million what did they give um paranormal activity ghost dimension that's the one that's like the big budget that flopped well those I mean yeah so those movies you know they start off what the first one at a ten thousand dollar budget and made over a hundred million but that last one that last one they gave Uh, a a fairly sizable the ghost dimension was Mm -hmm. 10 oh all right and it made 78 million worldwide never mind I thought that one was a failure, but well, it made 
18 domestic, but that oh. still made money domestic. On yeah. it. I mean, when you give movies that low of a budget, still, it's like, it's hard to fail. It is. It's when yeah. they give them these mid budgets. And so it's like, so you've got the blockbusters that can have $200 million budgets that are sure to make a billion. So it doesn't matter. You give it 10. It's hard not to make that if it's a known property, right. but it's these 50 sixties where you have to make 120 to break even right. where it's like, unless it's a hit or, or does well, like that's a risk that budget mm-hmm. area. And I think they're starting to get away from those mid budgets. It's either these yeah. low budgets or the blockbusters. It's starting to get really like, well, maybe we'll take this to TV to be a series or something instead sure, of spending sure. 60, you know, spread it out over, you know, advertisers will give you revenue or whatnot. I wonder if Halloween would work as a TV show. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, that'd be kind of tough. There's not a whole lot of it's plot kind of there. A, yeah. I mean, it's them running from one guy. I like the idea of being, it's one Halloween night. Right. And it's over and then it's, you know, whatever. Then There's the always sequel. a next one. Yeah, but the sequel comes out. But yeah, I don't know if I need like weeks passing by as they're like right, trying right, to track right. down. I was trying to think if the, you could do it like, like he's coming to Haddonfield. Like that's the. Yeah. I don't know. So he's on tour. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is our last stop before we call it a day. Yeah. yeah. So the groupies broke the bus. And <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yes, uh, great opening weekend it's for Halloween. Kind of poking. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we'll we'll see where that what happens and uh, we can follow up next week on whether or not it broke the budget or the uh, record just set I by hope Venom. So. So I hope so. We'll see. It's close. Like Venom was just over 80 and right now it's Halloween's estimated at eighty point three, so I think it needs like. We should 80. all go see this again tonight, <laughs> right? It's, that's right. It's still Sunday. We could yeah, do it. Yeah. Get out your movie pass, whether you're seeing it or not. Check <laughs> in, whatever you gotta do. <laughs> so we will see what happens. But uh, up if you next, burn a movie pass or AMC thing, and like you don't go, do they still get the money? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's because they're it. reserving the ticket. That's scary. I don't yeah. know how that worked. Marcus just introduced theirs too. Yeah. Wait, what? Uh, it's like a Sunday thing. You oh know? no, that's they've been th- doing stuff like that. For, I think that's the test, though. Yeah, but they've been doing to that. See for, if it works. Werenberg did that. I mean, oh, people they? have been doing a first run monthly stuff? movie. Well, it's like one. You, it's like for on a Sunday, you get a first run movie, IMAX, 3D, whatever yeah, it is. And, that's true. It is kind of the stepping stone. Yeah. I just I remember they've been doing like you know, go see four movies on a Sunday or whatever to try to drum business sure, for a while sure. but but it is it's getting closer I, I wish they would do it too because I would that's when I would go I would cancel AMC and go to Marcus if they had one yeah, I, I would, would much too. rather yeah. go to Marcus because so. one they're closer to they show five minutes fewer of trailers man oh yeah. man 23 minutes that's AMC yeah. I timed Nuts. it once you get through the the stupid it's like first of all it's like a two minute commercial of a coke being poured like I get it you have coke products <laughs> right. I mean I'm guessing they're paying them millions of bucks to and also like I'm captive if I'm going to yeah. buy a soda, it's going to be a Coke. What yeah, am I yeah, going to do about it? I can't get anything else unless yeah. I sneak yeah. one in. It's, it's, I mean, I guess they're trying to like, you know, like, oh, I need to wet my whistle. That looks <laughs> yeah. really appealing. But but they seriously, that pre-show, not the pre-show entertainment, the reel before the trailers that goes on and they're like traveling through the galaxies and watching 20 couples sitting in chairs. Yeah. Like, yeah. okay, we freaking get it. We're at, it's like, is this an advertiser for AMC? I'm here. Because we're here. Right. Like, I, what are you advertising? When the first Guardians came out, my yeah. dad, we were out on vacation. I was like, I have to go. We were doing the podcast yeah I'm like i have to go because yeah, you weren't on that i wasn't one. i know uh and my dad goes when did they start putting commercials in the movies i go when's the last time you went to the theater <laughs> oh geez he, like, oh, he never saw that <laughs> no. pre-show entertainment yeah we were oh, I don't know, I we were like, like South- garbo never did that <laughs> <laughs> we were like south carolina and it was just he's like this i don't like it this but yeah stupid so i know now 
if I'm going to an AMC movie that I can show up 20 minutes late. 23. Yeah. It's 23. I, it's, at AMC, it's always 23 minutes. So it's like, I know if I go there, Marcus, yeah, is like 20. It's still yeah, pretty. You still gotta, it's getting it, up there. Yeah. Remember when they used to be fift, like 15? Yeah. yeah. I, what I like is if you go to the indie theaters, they show like three trailers, yeah. 10 minutes. They do it old school. You're in. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's the way it should be. Coming in at number two, A Star is Born. So a 33% drop in week three. This is so we as we was gonna happen. Yeah, as we expected. Uh, it has legs. Another $19 million brings it to $126 million domestic. So uh, 50 overseas. Uh, it's around 165 worldwide at this moment on a $36 million. Getting lots of good word of mouth. People are still talking. Like on the internet, I, I, still, I just saw a friend you know, say, oh, I just went to see A Star is Born. Really enjoyed it. It's so good. It's, it's, I mean, it deserves... Are, uh, it deserves every every single penny it gets. I, I agree. I I think so too. So we'll see what it does award season. That's what I'm really curious yeah. about. What will happen there? I, th- so. I honestly think it'll be everybody. I it think very well could be. It's Bradley Cooper maybe not for best actor, but maybe he's he's, he's really, really good. good. Yeah. He's really good. But like, I, think, I liked Gaga, but I think Cooper's performance is yeah. even better. But. And especially when you see the other performances he's given that have been great. Oh sure, yeah. but that like, all his David O. Russell movies, it's like he needs so an award good. for those. Yeah, and, he should have won for Silver Linings. That's or, the one that, or even American Sniper. I, I you know, oh for sure. Like I, you know, it was that damn baby. Yeah, it's the baby. <laughs> yeah, but you get to you've you've seen him now enough to be like, that's not just. Like Lady Gaga is like was kind of Lady Gaga being Lady Gaga. Sure, she did sure. it well, but you're like, is she blowing my mind? I don't know. But him, he's done now some very different things. Yeah, yeah. it's Who weird. Was, be- what was his character in Silver Linings? Was he just like the dude? Not the mean? dude. Not like. But like, was there? Did he have like? He was like a. Me- he was having like a breakdown. Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, yeah. And, that's, was, and that's how he, he was freaking out and running in a garbage bag and. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. some sort of anxiety and disorder. She, she was kind of weird too. I mean, and they kind of they they started dancing. They could together, relate. Right? Yeah, they could relate in there. They both had these you know mental instabilities. Okay. I don't okay. know what you would call it exactly, but they Who got was together. He in American Hustle. Was he the cop? Was he the Fed? Oh geez, I just can't remember. Was I he love the that Fed movie, that was though. married to J Law when she put the. My memory. Put the thing in the microwave. It's been a while. Love that, that movie. I can't remember. Enjoy, yeah. yeah. Very good. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's funny. I was thinking before I saw uh, A Star is Born, and like I've always liked Bradley Cooper for a long time, but I was like, I was like, oh, it's cool. Like, you know, he's he's the comedy guy and he's doing a serious role. And then I remembered how many roles he's had since he was the comedy guy. Comedy, yeah. I don't think he does comedies anymore. When's Probably last- not. But I mean, that's what he blew up with. Yeah. But now it's like I'm thinking of him as like the comedy guy turned serious. But then I'm going through each movie. Like the David O. Russell stuff and the American Sniper. But Silver Lightning's playbook had a lot of humor elements it to did. it, even yeah. though it was a serious But movie. he was not doing the hangover jerk. Right, yeah, no, yeah. he wasn't, yeah. yeah. So it's it's just, it's really interesting to see his trajectory. Like, he's been around for a long time, and he started acting, I think, at a later age. Like, he wasn't a kid actor. He was, like on, a, he was right. on Alias. Yeah, but he wasn't a, like a child actor like, you know, Leo and, I don't know, Michael J. Fox, whatever. Yeah. So like, he started a little bit later, but he's been around for a while doing uh-huh. his thing, and, and uh, yeah, he has some great credits. So, anyway, good to see A Star is Born doing well. We'll see what that does. I'm really curious, again, about the award season stuff. Number three, Venom. This is the one that I am really, <laughs> seriously, I am really confused about this. $18 million, number three. A Star is Born makes $1 million more than it. I mean, is the Venom audience not the same audience as Halloween? I cannot double, believe. Double features, maybe? Maybe. I, I cannot believe it made $18 million in week three. I thought like, Halloween was going to suck yeah. all of that audience But, but up despite and, that, like Halloween made $80 million despite Venom taking $18 yeah, million. Right, that right. is, I mean, if, if 
Venom was not around, Halloween could have been a hundred million dollars. Yeah, because I think Halloween probably did it better in the older demo. Mm-hmm. Oh, for that, sure. Than the a nostalgia. movie like this normally does. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Definitely. So it, it's really interesting because that usually would be like those are the same demo pretty much. <laughs> but uh, so you know what, Venom? I mean, congratulations uh, on that. Did they make Halloween? Is Halloween's rated R? Yeah. Now, when we get that Venom reboot in 2048. Oh, God. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be like, I, yeah. I loved that first one. They're, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe because Venom was PG-13. No, it's true. They were, yeah. I, I was reading an article it, earlier about that, too, and it's like, well, you know, they did the PG-13 thing. Yeah. They went, they played it safe. And so, yeah, I mean, people that can't get an R ticket can go to Venom. Or they can buy a ticket for Venom ah, and go see many, Halloween. How many non-reserved? Oh, my gosh. You're right. How many... Non-reserve theaters. Yeah, did they buy mm-hmm. tickets to Venom and oh, buy a ticket to a Star's Born? I guess it's like this kid's <laughs> buying a ticket. They're like, right. um, a yeah. Star's Born. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna throw away your money, yeah. throw away to Star's Born because it's a better movie. But sure. also, if we you're get it. if you're a 15 year old bro, Hi, play, it, play to, it smart. <laughs> two two to a Star's Born, yeah. please. And wearing their uh, Michael, Michael Myers, Myers T-shirt, t-shirt. <laughs> shows up in the mask. No, no. I want to see Venom. It's cool. Yeah. Anyway, no, that makes sense. Wow. So, yeah, good for Venom, and I would not doubt that it did get a lot of uh, crossover there. Uh, 49% drop in week three, though, brings Venom to $171 million domestic, 236 overseas. We're up over $400 million on a $100 million budget. I guess we are from get, a, getting that Craven movie. Yeah, but from a Spider-Man villain spinoff. <laughs> like, Without Spider-Man. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's just so weird. I would have rather seen a Sinister Six movie than just a Venom How movie. How do you do a Sinister Six movie without Spider-Man? I didn't say, I don't say you ever have to do it without <laughs> Spider-Man, but just a Venom movie on its, I just, that blows my mind this yeah, worked, you know? Comic uh, books, man. It's it's bizarre. So I, I think they'll definitely green light whatever the uh, uh, I think Morbius. Morbius is, Morbius is going. Yeah, that's, I that's, mean, after that's, this, yeah. that's like. A, and then there's a, I thought there was like a Craven origin movie. Yeah. And then I think that there was like a Silver and Black which was going to be Black Cat and Silver Sable. Man, they're they're going to try everything they like, can after this. I feel this. like Black Cat you could do. Like Black Cat is like on the level of Venom where you could probably get away with you don't even really need Spider-Man for Black Cat. Yeah. Like she's got her own thing going on. Silver Sable's I'm just like all right, now you're reaching. Yeah. Like I you know, I know that Marvel can do Guardians of the Galaxy and get away with it or mm-hmm. Ant-Man but silver sable is a little That's bit felicia too harding right the black cat is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she's I, that would be interesting uh, you know i really feel i'm surprised in this day and age they're not greenlighting more of these female driven characters just with I the, totally the agree. time we're in i mean you've got some great villains yeah yeah or I, even heroes i mean well, sure but i just mean if you're gonna do villain things like you've got these great female yeah. villains that could be interesting i guess that's why they're doing the you sirens do a, a, mystique, thing. a mystique movie you could do oh you know, i'm just saying you could yeah yeah i'm just kind of burnt out i'm not saying i'm not saying you should <laughs> yeah that after she was the hero in the last three x-men movies yeah, somehow after she, after she murdered people yeah. in the x-men the first one yeah so anyway yeah venom 400 million on a 100 so uh we'll wait on the word on that sequel but uh there's no doubt on it now if there ever was Number four, Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween, made $10 million. That's a 37% drop, bringing it to $29 million in week two, uh, 3.7 overseas. So we'll call it about 33 on a $35 million budget. So kind of getting swallowed up, but, I mean, it's still Halloween time. We'll see what it does in the you know next week or two. This is the one that's really surprising and really bad for this movie. First Man Oof. is fifth place. With eight point six million dollars, a forty six percent drop from a pretty modest box office, so it is at thirty million dollars. 
Yikes. And week two, like that's not even like, um, let me look up the budget on this one. Yeah. $59 million budget. And it has, it's a, at 30 million in week two. That's <laughs> 10, yeah, 10 overseas. So it's 40 worldwide on a 59 at, in fifth place. Like that's what happened there. I mean, I get that you said it was boring, but was like boring. what happened to people going to the movies? Like this seems like it should have opened bigger. It seems yeah. like this, like Ryan Gosling, you know, an, an American story about going to the moon. Like everyone knows Neil Armstrong. Like, I just can't believe that people didn't turn up for this thing. I I saw nothing. I saw no promo material. I saw nothing. I will say this. that, like, I don't think America likes the space program as much as we like to think we like the space. I hmm. think that's possible. Right stuff. Same thing happened. It mm-hmm. came out. It didn't make any money. And people look back on it as, like, it's a great movie. And it is a great movie. It didn't make any money. Do you think they don't care about NASA or they don't give a shite about, you're welcome, um, Neil Armstrong? I mean, I th- I think Apollo thirteen made money though. Yeah, you know. But I mean, it had Tom Hanks. That's true. At his peak. Yeah, that's that is Tom Tom Hanks at at his hankiness. And it had Ryan and it Gosling was and it was directed pretty. by Ron Howard, who was on a roll. He was on a roll. That's and, true. And it had an all star cast: Gary Sinise and Gary Ed Ed Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. That's Ed true. Harris in that? Ed Harris is like the yeah like Mission, Mission Control. Control yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Clint Howard. Oh, well, yeah. America's what are you do? love affair <laughs> with Clint Howard was in full swing. I don't, I don't think it's America's love affair. It's the world. I think it's Ron Howard's <laughs> yeah. love affair. Man, but, what, a, what a great brother to have to keep you employed. I'm telling yeah. you, dude. Seriously, like, thank, when what he a showed up brother. in Solo, I was like, well done. You know, it, I think Clint Howard was a successful working actor before Ron Howard he was. was. Yeah. He was in Gentle Ben. Yeah, that's right. If you say so. I, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, he always pops up in those movies. Yeah. But, uh, unfortunately, Clint Howard couldn't make any extra box office dollars for this one. <laughs> so we'll see what continues to happen. But Making, uh, that, making that Clint Howard money. Yeah. So about about 40 worldwide on a $59 million. So uh, coming in at number six, The Hate You Give, which just received an A-plus cinema score. So Ooh, good for it. I've That's heard a, great things. Yeah, I, I have, too. There's a review on ReviewSTL.com. Jeremy saw it, uh, said it was good. It's based on a book. Uh, made eight million dollars in week three, so uh, this was. I they got an inc- like a massive increase last week. It was last week the yeah. first wide release? Okay, yeah. so second week then, but three hundred and sixty-one, yeah, three hundred and sixty-one percent increase. So that's yeah. If it maybe it went fully wide this week, because that's a big jump. Uh, but uh, it it's at eleven point one million dollars domestic. And uh, no overseas on that. A $23 million budget. So, I mean, it's got a pretty hefty budget. That's crazy. Think that, that has a bigger has, budget than th- Halloween. I was just about to say $13 million over Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't know if that's because the author of the book needs, like, got paid up front or something. I don't know if they roll. I, but, I mean, I'm sure she, the author of the book is getting paid. Don't get me wrong. But, right. like, yeah. she's not Stephen King. I don't know that she can necessarily demand that kind Darn of money it. just that's yet. True. Yeah. I'm but. just trying to think, like, what makes it, I mean... You know what makes that heavy up front? I I really feel like in today's industry, with the film industry and the way they keep these budgets low, is everyone has back end deals. Yeah. It's like if it does well, you do really well, rather than just taking whatever up front. And so it's it surprises me to see little movies that seem more art housey or you know yeah. not these huge studio I I, movies. With Halloween, it feels like that is a very contained movie. Like it doesn't move; it moves around. It looks like it moves around a lot, but I don't think it did move around a lot. Yeah, but it still had. I mean. To, to to shoot where I mean at this hospital and all these houses and to have craft services like I just mean ten million dollars is nothing like yeah. they all have to have back end deals like oh, there's absolutely. I mean there's no money there to pay for anything you got to pay the camera guys yeah. you know what I mean it's yeah it was just David Gordon Green 
It was yeah. just him. Ten, yeah, $10 million is nothing. So it's like, yeah, you know the way they're doing it is these back-end deals. So it always surprises me a smaller movie to have a budget like this. It's small, but still bigger sure. than you'd think. So anyway, though, doing very well uh, in its third week there. So we'll see what it continues to do. But yes, go check out the review. Number seven, Smallfoot still hanging around. So, I mean, talk about Kids movie. Kid, yeah, and, and I guess it's the non-Halloween-themed kids movie, you know, because you've got these the clock movie you've got goosebumps too but like smallfoot is a it could be any time of the year it's just a basic kids movie a lot of names in that one too so another 6.8 million dollars is a 25 percent drop in week four 66.5 million dollars for that one and uh overseas about 60 million dollars so we're around 120 on an undisclosed budget talk about weird marketing when i saw halloween the second time Mm -hmm. uh they had a trailer for the grinch in front of it Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was like well that's that's weird. Yeah, that's you gotta bring like, your kids. I guess that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, Smallfoot doing doing pretty well. So I don't have a budget on that one, but I mean, you know, that seems like one of those that would be around a sixty or so, and it's at like one twenty. So yeah. Number eight, Night School, still sticking around. Four point nine million is a thirty-seven percent drop. That's another one. But I guess we talked about it. that's a PG thirteen. So it's like if you want to see a more adult comedy movie and yeah. the kids, you know, the teenagers can go see it or whatnot. So uh, that's at sixty-six million domestic, or about sixty-seven million in week four. Uh, Fifteen million overseas, so a little over eighty on a twenty-nine million. So Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, still making money. Number nine, bad times at the El Royale. Wow. Bad times at the box office yeah, week two. No Seriously, uh, three point three million is a fifty four percent drop from a very you know meek opening. Uh, it's at thirteen point three million Oof. in spot nine. So that's a shame. Deserve better. Swing and a miss. If but you say so. Not much. I mean, I I enjoy, but like yeah. I'm not sitting here like what a shame. This, yeah. this yeah. movie is going undiscovered. I, I feel bad for Drew Goddard. I mean, I feel like that dude. Yeah, I've is, never is, met him, so no, you haven't. Yeah. I feel like he's a talented dude. And he oh just, yeah, he can't uh, can't catch a break. Yeah, you know, I just you know we talked about that poster thing, and I'm like Hemsworth is in it for such a small amount. Spoiler alert for what it's worth. And like I'm looking at the poster. I mean, he is front and center on that poster. Like that was a pretty bad bait and switch. I still <laughs> hold to that. I'm just looking at the poster. It's like he's in the center above the title. Like, hey, I'm here. But uh, I don't know if that kind of turned people off from or what. But it it's only made. You think it break people in? Well, I mean, if they hear though oh, that I he's see, not in it, like, but uh, it's about a sixteen on a thirty-two Oof. in spot nine. So, what is his, a, what is his highest grossing flick? Probably Drew any Fr- Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok. No, 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 Drew Goddard. I'm sorry. Oh, Mike, I know Hemsworth. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so Drew Goddard has directed two movies, as you oh. know. The, I thought there the was cabin, more. No, just Cabin in oh, the Woods, okay, okay. and this is his second movie. Uh, Cabin in the Woods made 42 Lifetime, which I'm surprised that made as yeah. much. That hmm. really seemed like kind of a cult Domestic? classic. Uh, that's what it says. Let me wow. click on it. Forty-two million domestic, twenty-four overseas. That's a good movie. Sixty-six million. Yeah, I just I thought it was kind of an undiscovered. Uh, you know, when they released yeah. it, uh, it was they, on the shelf, and then Thor yeah. came out. So maybe that was the smart move that they made. Yeah. Play, it paid off. But uh, so anyway, yeah, that I mean that one already is gonna end up making more than Bad Times for sure. Oof. Uh, but but we were talking about his career and writing like Cloverfield, World War Z, The Martian. Maybe he's a better writer than, yeah. than a director. I mean, he's yeah. got some good. He definitely has some good credits on yeah. there. So, uh, anyway, we'll see what continues to happen. I mean, as a director, that's hard to say because 
I think he did a really good job directing a lot of that movie. I mean, yeah. his directing skills, I don't just think... He just needs to tighten it up. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. It but like, definitely bloated. He's talented. I don't think there's any debate. It's just I think the final product was not what people were expecting. No, it wasn't. And rounding out the top 10 is uh, one that is slowly climbing up the charts here, a uh, little more of an art house film. It's Robert Redford's uh, swan song, The Old Man and the Gun, oh. 151% increase. So it's it's now at 802 locations. It made 2.3 million dollars for a total of about 4.5 million dollars in its fourth week in release tom did you see that i did not dang i saw another art house movie this week though that uh smaller release that i liked a lot actually yeah What's up? Uh, it was called the oath okay and it's uh written directed and starring ike uh baron holtz oh, oh yeah 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 and I, <laughs> dude i love this movie and it's it takes place over thanksgiving dinner yeah and the uh the the president has issued uh, an edict that people should sign an oath to America. Oh. And if you if you don't, you won't be punished, but there are perks if you do, and then they all start looking sideways at people who are you gonna sign it or who refuse. It? Yeah. And so Ike Barinholtz plays a guy, he's married to Tiffany Haddish, I think that's who oh, plays wow. his wife. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, and she's everywhere. Jeez. Yeah. And uh, well, I, now know, I I'm think... like, hang on, now I'm like starting to think I got like, <laughs> oh, well, quick edit that out. Hey, yeah, you might have edited that. I out. think I saw a trailer for this though. Like uh, just one time, this sounds really familiar now. I did, when Tom told me about this movie, I'm like, I don't know where did this come from. I was right, by Oof. the way. Yeah. <laughs> Good um, job. But uh, uh, and so he's like super liberal and is just like, I'm not signing that. This is BS, you know. And is then, the president? I mean, is it based in the real world? Or I mean, is it, it sure not, feels it, but uh, they but don't ever say. They it, never but... say. Well, it's not because it's one point they show you the vice president and it's not Pence. So. Oh, okay. So it's not <laughs> okay. This is the guy from Blockers. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, was yeah, also not on, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he was also in, on the Mindy Project. Right, right, uh, right. He p- played a character named Wasn't Morgan. Wasn't he yeah. uh, like a one of the Mad TV or he was he started off on one of those? Oh, did SEC he? TV. He was on one of those. Things. Oh, SCTV hasn't been around know. in like no, probably forty mad, years. Probably but Mad yeah. TV. I just because I didn't watch. I yeah. only ever watched SNL, but uh, I know that he was on one of those. Mad TV had some some good peeps on it. Yeah, I think yeah. he's a mad TV guy. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, but uh and so it's Thanksgiving dinner and it's just, you know, you're going to argue about politics at Thanksgiving sure, and sure. now you got this hanging over your head. <laughs> and I will say it almost plays like a prequel to The Purge. I was going to say but funny, but also okay. very uncomfortable, but I I laughed a lot and okay. it was just like to watch these people fight about this. And you're just like, whoa. Oh, that sounds really good. It was really, really good. Did he write looking... and direct it? He did. Okay. And stars okay. in it. And I, like I said, I was just like, that I was just awesome. grinning ear to ear while I was watching this movie because <laughs> it was so good. I was just like, I was just like, oh my God. I, I just totally. That's interesting. And it's getting kind of mixed reviews. And I don't know if because. Of I, our climate? Yeah. I don't know. Because like, honestly, I felt it was fairly apolitical in that everybody kind of goes off the rails and does douchey things at some point like so it's not you know i mean obviously i think the movie would say you shouldn't have to sign this this oath but but beyond that like i don't feel like it was really like just this this hit job on conservatives or the other way around like it was like it was pretty even-handed in who was taking their shots but anyway i I really I'll dug it. Check that out. That sounds good. I'm always looking for a good Thanksgiving movie. You know, there's a lot of Christmas movies. Yeah. And you try to think like, what's oh. a good movie to watch around? Yeah, here? there like, aren't a lot of things. You, you know? got planes, trains, planes, and automobiles. Is what it. you always go to. And yeah. what, blood a- rage. <laughs> I don't think that's the one I'm watching. No, with the fam. All right, fair enough. But uh, that's that's always good. I'm always looking for a new one, so I'll have to check that out. Midnight Express. 
That works. Yeah. 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 Well, he's coming back from Turkey, right? It's uh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but that's the box office. Well, thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. So uh, I guess that's it for this one. I can't believe we got this one at hour a, at an hour, <laughs> considering how long it took us to actually start the box office for it. <laughs> and I'm only making it worse. So let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts, B-U-T-T-S 21. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook dot com slash tom o'keefe if you want to continue the conversation online do so at uh, facebook.com slash real spoilers also don't forget our patreon account patreon.com slash real spoilers where you get all sorts of bonus content couple new subscribers thank you yeah, oh, look at yeah that. absolutely how nice of you my dad my dad goes hey you guys you know you you guys are on spotify yeah, I did know that. He's like, oh, I just Ooh. found it. Now he's impressed. Yeah, finally, right finally, now, after finally. Four five years, twenty episodes. He's like, oh, well, if you're on Spotify, I guess yeah, it's a I, real thing. I guess you're, I guess you're legit. Yeah, thanks, Dad. So uh, hope you listen to this one too. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's it for this one. Coming up on the next one, uh, we will tackle the oath. <laughs> no! <laughs> wow, that would be a good discussion, though. But uh, we will tackle uh, Halloween. So until then, you've been warned. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.